0: Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Monday, April 13th edition of the show. It's Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. We got some sports to talk about today, but before we do all of that... Obviously, i got to tell you where you can find us. Winningcureseverything.com is the website. Uh, The new one is not up yet, but I am working on it. Still working on it. Still got it rolling. It it will look good. It will look professional. It will look like a legit thing, and I'm very happy about that. (laughs) So, uh, I've spent a ton of time on it. So, uh, hopefully, you guys will appreciate it whenever it does get posted. Obviously, we will let you know when that is. If you have not subscribed to the show, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch... Uh, the Twitch and Periscope are under Gary WCE. That will eventually switch uh, because we're going to do. But well, I, I don't think that I can switch the Periscope. I've tried to switch the Periscope. If I talk to you about this, nope, it it won't let me stream from the stupid Winning Cures Twitter page. And I don't know like what I have to set up to do it. Like for whatever reason, mine just works.
1: This so, is all outside of my depth.
2: Either way. So i, I got to find a way to get this thing working. Uh, but either way, on Periscope, at GaryWCE, on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash GaryWCE. On Facebook, it is Winning Cures Everything. On the website, winningcureseverything.com. On YouTube, it's Winning Cures Everything. Uh, you can find it everywhere, along with the podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite podcast app is make sure that you are subscribed you leave a nice review you share the show out with your buddies tell everybody you know about it we would definitely appreciate that uh did you get any damage in the storms last night
1: no just a bunch of wind and and uh tree limbs and stuff like that but nothing crazy
2: nothing crazy i had uh, two big old long panels of my fence blow down in the backyard i've already talked to you a little bit about this but uh yeah, I, I get so irritated, and you kind of talked me down a little bit, and my wife has done a good job of that as well, because I get mad because it's not our fence. Now, when we first moved Fence isn't, though. Well, and see, that's where it becomes a, a big issue, because I need the fence more than the neighbor needs the fence.
1: See, the neighbor bought a house, and he didn't build that fence. He didn't yeah. put it up, and he doesn't have three other sections of the fence. He only has your side of the fence. Right.
2: Well, he's got, he's got the back and that section.
1: Okay, so that's, he's got so two, like two sides two and four sided side
2: fence. But now, now he doesn't need it because. But he, I'm going to
1: bet the back is not his either. I'm going to bet the back is the people behind him.
2: I mean, maybe here's offense uh,
1: so, I've just tried to explain it. A fence is a relative thing. Yes. When somebody built the house, they needed a fence. They built it. They sold the house, and new people don't need the fence. But you now need one part of the fence that you share. If that goes down.
2: Yeah, then it's he can just take
1: the whole damn thing down. He don't care. It's not his. Yeah, they don't well, need it.
2: Here's, here's one of the but issues. But you need I need it. I need it. I need it because that so it's dogs. yours. Um, it <laughs> became an issue, uh, and Matt jumped in on YouTube. It became an issue. Uh, oh, he said, sup, sup. Obviously, if you want to jump in the chat, you can go ahead and do that. It will pop up on the screen on the show. Uh, we always appreciate you guys jumping in on that. But when we first moved into the house, on the day that I closed on the house, there was a storm that blew through. And we had a Bradford pear tree in our backyard, and half of that damn tree fell down and broke a, a good section of that fence. And because it was technically owned by the neighbor, we had to go over and talk to the neighbor, and da 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 we had to replace all these fence boards and everything. We had to replace one of the posts. It, it was just a disaster, and it took forever, right? So we replaced all this stuff, and then... Whoever was in that house then left, and new people moved in. And once they moved in, they brought some stray pit bull whatever that was a wrecking machine, man. And this thing, no training, no nothing, but they didn't do anything to, like, fix it. They just kept the dog outside, and it whined. You remember me complaining about this, right? So they kept this dog in the shed, In the backyard. and It would be in the middle of summer. But this dog would would scratch and claw and get out because there was no ventilation. It was just 150 degrees probably in that shed. And the dog's just out there, no water, no nothing, stuck in a shed all day. So it it scratched and clawed and bit and ate up half of the shed and got out. And when it would get out, it would see our dogs outside and it would come and jump on the fence. So eventually, it, it... kind of cracked one of those posts, and the post, like the whole section of the fence was leaning. So, and of course, that that dog had gotten into our yard multiple times and whatever, and eventually, one day, the dog was just no longer there. And I, I obviously didn't complain. I'm like, it, okay, good. I don't have to deal with this thing breaking into my yard all the time. But the fence was still leaning and whatnot, and I have gone out there and tried to set that thing back up, And re, you know, structure it and whatnot to where it would stay up, and then that storm blows through with the seventy mile an hour winds last night and knocks the whole thing down. Two gigantic panels, and now Home Depot and Lowe's. I had had. I went out in the middle of all this COVID whatever stuff. I go out in the middle of all this with my face mask on. I showed you my face mask. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching whatever, this was my face mask. It's ridiculous. I went out in public like this. But, it's probably better safe than sorry, I guess. But uh, right. but they're sold out of fence posts. And they don't know when they're going to get any more in. And it, they said a bunch of contractors came in this morning, first thing, and bought them all up. And I said, well, I yeah. guess a bunch of people got fences down then, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> Matt said blood's for life. That's <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, uh, Matt, yeah, I need to get David's number from you. But, yeah, I'll... I'll uh, I got to get this stupid thing fixed because I can't let my dogs outside because the whole other side of the fence is open. And there's little kids and whatnot. And my small dog wants to go out and just go after these kids. Now, I don't think she would ever actually do anything, but she just barks and goes crazy and da 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 Now, she's never bitten anybody ever. But she acts like she wants to. So I had to walk her outside twice today to go let her pee And it's just like I've got I gotta get the leash and I gotta go get my shoes on and I gotta it's just a mess. Just an inconvenience. It's first world problems, I know, but it's still an inconvenience and I'm still allowed to bitch about it. So (laughs) we uh we have gone way too long on that. I apologize, but Jesus, what a what a day. I, I thought I'd gotten away with everything last night and then I woke up and that happened. So let's go ahead and talk some sports. Um I guess the the Biggest real sports news of the day had to be Christian McCaffrey. Uh, would you agree Been with that? Paid. Yeah. So Christian McCaffrey, highest paid running back in NFL history is what they are promoting it as. Uh, he had a, what is it, a four-year $16 million deal? Yep. So it was, what, $64, $65 64, million? Dollars? Yep, $64 now, million. Dollars. Now, they have not said anything. about I think it's... I think it's the highest in NFL history per year, right? So sixteen million a year, um, because Zeke's yeah. was fifteen.
1: Zeke's was fifteen. I'm trying to find the guaranteed money. That's why I can't find the uh, the breakdown. Which we might not have the breakdown yet.
2: Well, it hasn't been like publicly announced by the Panthers. Like the the actual terms haven't fully. been yeah, that's what I'm saying the
1: terms haven't been haven't yeah. been announced.
2: This is this is still fresh. Um, but that is, you know, it's a lot of money. Now, the first thing that I said to you when we brought this up when we were discussing topics for the show was, yeah, I think McCaffrey's probably worth it. And and my reasoning for that is he's not just a running back. He's, you know, there's all of this other stuff. Uh, Michael Fridge jumps in on, uh, on Twitch. Apparently, I still don't have him fixed on YouTube. I thought, <laughs> thought I had it fixed again. What an ass.
1: I'm just, what I, an ass.
2: I, no, get I, him, Michael. Get I, him. I went into the banned section on, or the blocked section on YouTube and on Restream, and he's not in there. So, I don't know where to unblock him from. I, I don't know. But either way, I'm glad he's on Twitch because, like, that that means we got people watching on Twitch. So, that's good. Uh, I think Twitch is better, by the way. Just off topic. I think it's better. Like, I, if you're wanting to just watch a show, it's just easier to get to. Anyway. Uh... So the McCaffrey stuff, I really believe like he is more of a wide receiver, like slot guy than he is a a running back. It and you can call me crazy. Um I, Matt said he's got them guns now because he's having to carry that team for the whole season. Last
1: year All I know is we said the exact same thing when Gurley got paid. Oh, if anybody's worth the money, it's him. Look how good he's been. Yeah. Then Zeke got paid, and we all said the same thing. The Cowboys cannot succeed if Zeke isn't good, so they have to pay him. Don't know about Cooper, don't know about Dak, but they have to pay Zeke. And we were – I just don't think any of these guys are ever worth it. And here's the reason why. It's not that he's not good. It's not that he won't be worth this money. Is how much better is he – than the next rookie running back that you can just go out and get because every year it's not five guys get drafted and one is a star and the other four are bust like quarterbacks have been over the last couple of decades. Okay. Yeah. It's six guys get drafted, four of them are incredible year one, and they cost you a ham sandwich. Yeah. Like, and then once they're at the point where their contract is up, You just let them go and get another one. I mean, this is your tip. All these owners should treat running back like a typical man going through a midlife crisis. Just every three or four years, (laughs) you just go out and get another one who's younger and hotter than the one you had before. Well, there you go. Don't ever pay them. Never, ever. (laughs) And and you explain it
2: so well that I think that you are, I think you're right. Like my it's really hard thought. to not let
1: these guys walk though. If I was a yeah. Carolina Panthers fan, let me put myself in their shoes. I'd have been pissed if they wouldn't have paid him. All right. Do yeah. I think he's worth the money? Probably not. Could they use that money somewhere else? Maybe. But right now, I know I have McCaffrey, and until I see decline, I'm good with paying McCaffrey. Yeah. So let me preface this by saying. If I was a McCaffrey fan or a a Panthers fan, I would want him to have his money, and I would want to do this. I'm just—I think—in a hard salary cap era, it is just extremely difficult to lock that much money up into one player that plays running back.
2: Well, so we've got disputing arguments in on the on the chat here. So Michael said, "Love McCaffrey, still have my Ed McCaffrey jersey." Uh, I worry about paying running backs big money, though. Name a time when it has ended well. I don't know it that you hasn't, can. Ever, um, and then and then Matt jumps in and said you can't replace experience.
1: Oh, sure you can't. The, can the running back position, absolutely you can. Maybe yeah. not at the center position or the left tackle position. Yeah, those are those are different. But that's what makes a good backs running back. A dime a dozen. Yeah, how, I they, would I would spend money. I've told you this before. I don't know if I've said this on the show or not. But me and you have this conversation. I would pay a premium for a place kicker and a punter before I paid a premium for running back. And it's not that they're not valuable. It's not that they're incredible. I've got four years straight of a draft where four years straight running backs have gone in the first round or second round, and almost all of them have been very good, not average, not bad. And I don't even need them to be Todd yeah. Gurley good or Christian McCaffrey good or Alvin Kamara good. I, I just need them to be very good to be way over worth the money you're paying them with the rookie salary cap. That's it. It's not is the guy great, it's is he great for every dollar he gets you or costs you? What is his yards per dollars equal? Because right now it's going to go way down. Yeah. before it was the he was probably was the way best up. value money could ever buy
2: yeah but now it now it goes way way down uh and don't forget like he's got a new quarterback that's coming in uh look oh, when, whole new system uh, yeah new whole new system whole new everything but but look if you just look at think about the the two games with Cam Newton last year he was basically worthless like I, he was awful in those two games and I don't know if that had to do with Cam not being able to get in the ball or maybe there just wasn't enough repetition with him or what. whatever it was. McCaffrey was not good in the games with Cam. And then he was good with Kyle Allen or, or whoever else ended up coming in. And, yeah, he, I mean, what was it, 3,000 yards or 1,000, 1,000, whatever? What was yeah. the thing? Like at so was 1,000-1,000 guy. Yeah, so he, he received a lot and he did all this kind of stuff. Like, they, they let him carry that team. But he wasn't doing it when Cam was on the field. And I wonder so what it's going to be like with Teddy Bridgewater because we don't now know. We
1: only, we only have one year of Joe Brady in a college offense with an immensely talented football team where there yes. were stars everywhere you turned around. You just threw the football by an incredible quarterback, and it went to somebody who was incredible. Yes. Okay? But – Joe Brady's offense, what we know about it is stretch the ball down the field. Stretch, nobody loves Clyde Edwards-Solaire more than I do, okay? Yeah. But he. the reason he's going to fall in this draft compared to other running backs, I think he's far better than a lot of these guys. But he doesn't have the tape. He doesn't have the tape because – they didn't run the ball a lot, even when yeah. they were up by twenty and thirty against bad teams. They still just kept just stretching the ball down the field. Well, and part of, the, part of that is going to help him. They still stretch the ball down the field.
2: That's, I think that's going to help him a little bit too. Because remember, nowadays in the NFL, a lot of your worth as a running back is whether or not you can catch the ball out of the backfield. That's McCaffrey's thing, right? But you're not
1: catching the ball out of the backfield on these long stretch plays. No, not well. You're taking the top off the defense, which is what that offense does. You're not dumping it off to the running back. No, no, that's just, just, that's true. Just not doing
2: it. Uh, but McCaffrey like actually runs actual routes. A He's lot. not running
1: stretch routes. though.
2: But he ain't running stretch routes. No, that's that's true. Uh, but if so, you get so if that's get, my but, thing is is
1: now he becomes like every other running back, which is you're going to hit him with screen plays or or little bubble screens out on the outside, which every running back in the league can catch those. You don't have to be a great route runner true. and and or have good hands to catch those and or you're running the ball off-tackle, off-guard, and and your job as a running back is not special. You don't need a special running back that can do all the things McCaffrey can do to run the offense I think they're going to run. It's a weird thing where I think they saw we got to keep this guy around, but if they want their offense to look like what the, the, the LSU Tigers offense looked like last year, then, then they could draft seven of the the running backs available and all of them be capable of doing that
2: yeah they, what they need is uh is better because tight none ends. of those
1: were, clyde never went yeah. downfield and caught the ball 15 20 yards downfield he caught little bubble screens and yeah. dump passes which is what every running back can do
2: yeah that's true that's true now i think i think obviously it'll change up a little bit matt jumped in he said uh longevity as well not getting hit a lot yeah that's that's a big part of it. Just why Josh well, he Jayton got hit a bunch.
1: Did you see the workload that he had last year? Oh yeah. Yeah. And in, in statistics, see, I don't think I think he might have been talking about Clyde. I I don't think that a kid is going to a kid. McCaffrey's a grown ass man. <laughs> like I watched him last year and I say, Oh, well, he's not going to fall off this year, but it might all add up. But every time we've seen a guy have the usage rate like McCaffrey had last year, which was better. He had a higher usage rate than I think any any non quarterback in the history of the NFL has ever had. Yeah, if he not on the, field the highest, the it was really close to all time level high. Okay, and, and we always see them drop off. There's always a cliff that next year. Now you don't see it. Like I think that'll hurt him three years from now because all these miles add up. They seem to hurt almost immediately. Yeah, which is why, like I said, as a fan. Of the Panthers, I would want him. I would feel comfortable. He's that that safety blanket. He's that little blanket I grew up with where I'm just always going to keep him, and I don't ever want to live life without him. But I kind of – anybody else, i say, if I'm looking at this strictly analytically, there's no way on earth I'm paying that kind of money. It's just not – hard salary cap year. I could go draft one of these running backs in the second or third round this year. And replace him tomorrow. Now, will they be just as good? No, but we're running a completely different offense than we've ever ran. We got a new quarterback, we got a new quarterback's coach, we got a new a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach. <laughs> Everything's going to be different. Yeah. So why overpay? And
2: I mean, it's you, hard. You got, a, you got a valid point there. It's I mean, all hard. Uh, speaking of hard, we'll transition into this. We're going to move on to the next topic. Um, Tavares, uh, Tavares Jackson, I always say the name wrong, uh, played at Alabama state, uh, was killed in a car accident near played Montgomery. For a lot
1: of NFL teams.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, he was, uh, it was an accident near Montgomery, Alabama played yeah. from 2006 to 2015 for the Vikings, the bills and the Seahawks. Um, 36 years old, single car accident. Uh, he was coaching at Tennessee state and just, a. Uh, you hate to see this kind of stuff. 36 it, years old. 36. Yeah, young, younger God, than young. you and I. I mean, Yeah, I me, mean, yeah,
1: that's, that's younger than I. That's young. That's, that's
2: young. It, it's crazy to to think about. Crazy to... I just, I don't even know. I don't know what to say about it. Obviously, it was something that needed to be brought up. Uh yeah. Watching him, it was... It, and Michael jumps in. So sad to see this. Another one gone way too soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, he got drafted in the third round out of Alabama state like how many quarterbacks from that quarterbacks. lower level do you see drafted that early it it today, doesn't happen often
1: today we have game film on all these guys and we live in a social media, like a youtube world where we call it film because we don't know what else to call it but really we just youtube all these kids games yeah and it's easy to find 5 years ago, 10 years ago when this kid was coming I mean, out. this was he, you know so 2010 15 years ago?
2: Yeah, 2006, 15 years ago almost.
1: What the, you weren't go you weren't doling up YouTube, okay? So it didn't exist. It wasn't a thing. You had to go find Alabama State tape. Kids like that from those schools didn't get drafted like that all the time and it no. was a rarity. And uh, I thought he was going to be really good when he came in. He got drafted by Bills, right?
2: Uh he was drafted by the uh, the Vikings.
1: Vikings. So, okay.
2: Eventually, I, hopped on with the Bills. Uh, I believe he finished, or no? no I he, thought he was going to be better than Seahawks he was. Seahawks Bills. However, it went. he was in
1: the league for a long time. Okay, yeah, nine Back years. Quarterback. Good job. Great job to have, and uh, just coming from a small town in the middle of nowhere and 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 living a dream, unbelievable. I, it sucks.
2: Well, I mean, and and he was an assistant coach. He was like There were all these different things that he, he had so much to offer going forward you know, and he'd already accomplished so much in such a, a, short life. Like it's, you just hate to see that kind of stuff. Yep. It, um, it's sad. You know, we had all those storms run through Alabama yesterday. They said it was a single car accident. They didn't give any, anything other than, uh, it, it his car lost traction with the yep. road, flew off the road, hit a tree
1: and then turned over and yeah. I'm, I'm assuming they got a lot of the storms that we got. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming. I mean, I'm not saying that a, a it hurricane was, it was a Montgomery. took them away, but but we had thunderstorms galore. I mean, we had, oh. you know, mounds and mounds of just rain come through where we were. I, I I can't imagine that Montgomery would be a whole lot different weather than what we got. Could have no. gotten worse. Could have gotten not as bad, but, you know. It's still probably not, the, not the perfect conditions that it is right now to go driving in.
2: No, you you have got that right. Um that leads us into somebody else gone far too soon uh Carl Anthony Towns mother uh passed away from covid-19 complications and it's just another example of how serious uh this thing that we are dealing with actually is right um yep. and she was she was relatively young i want to say her name was victoria and i had i had it pulled up and closed it i don't know why i did uh but yeah, she uh she passed away. I think she was like in her sixties, you know, early sixties. Yeah, that's real yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean that's that's real young. You know. So this is this is something that is when, when you told me about that, I was like, let's talk about that. It'll be real quick. But like that's that's our parents' age, okay? It's yes. my mom's age. Short mom's age. Yeah. The the thing that's hard about that, it's frustrating. <clears throat> so many people around where we live. You know, we, we are very much Mississippi buckled the belt. We were the, we were the last people to get on board with trying to control this thing. And it got out of hand. And then all of a sudden we were like, Oh shit, we got to do something.
2: Yeah. Our, our governor
1: is still my, my, yes. Oh yeah. Anyway, tater. my, my, my mom is one of, and stepfather, one of two of the people that just don't take this very seriously and still kind of go about it. now. Thankfully everything's closed and they're both yeah. retired. So there's not a lot for them to do. True, true. But if everything was still open, they'd live their life like nothing was going on, nothing was different. Because of that, I feel like a bastard, but I punish them. They want to come see the grandkids. No, no, you're not. I'm sorry, it's Easter. You're just not going to see them. We, we have you to you do You FaceTime the them all you want. Yeah. But you are not staying in. You are not taking this seriously. And you are having people over the house every night and hanging out and living your life like normal. And I'm not telling you to be a recluse, but you gotta you got to try to be careful because both of them have complications to where if they get it, it's bye-bye. Yes, it's over. It could, it could I don't have a mom stuff. anymore. My kids lost their grandmother. And so when I heard this, I thought it puts it a little bit in perspective. His mom is very close to the age of my mom, and yep. I watch her not take this serious at all, and it just bugs me. Not saying his mother wasn't taking it serious. It's a it's just a thing where this thing is is real. It is real.
2: Yeah, and the, and, and it's it's kind of ridiculous that it takes celebrities and what Joe Diffie, John Prine, guys like that. That's and it. Then, it
1: does take celebrities though,
2: and 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 it takes those that you feel like you can actually relate to. And Carl Anthony Towns, a young guy, just lost his mother to this this virus that we have been trying to fight, and obviously. We don't know how seriously they were taking it or anything like that, but it, it shows that even if you were taking it seriously, you don't know. I yeah, mean, it's it's just ridiculous.
1: So, it, yeah, well, it, it's a scary here's thing. here's the reason that it's it it's it is the way it is. And this might make me sound like a super heartless bastard to come across like that. Sometimes I don't mean to, but I'm my family is from Italy. I say that in my grandmother and grandfather moved over here on a boat in Italy through Ellis Island, made their way to Memphis by their own families and hooked up in some little Italian area of Memphis. All right. That's where my family is. The entire country of Italy could be wiped out by this thing. And while I think it'd be tragic, it'd not affect my life. Okay. The small town of Luca, Italy, where my ancestors are from, I saw family there because I don't know those people. Okay. I don't know them. One person, my mother could be taken out from it and nobody else in the rest of the world be hurt. And this thing devastate me and bring me to my knees. Yes. it. It's just the way you got to look at it that way. Oh, we yeah. look at numbers on a toll and say, oh, well, it got these people and, oh, we're actually doing better than we thought we were. Or some people think, oh, we're doing worse than we thought. We were. Regardless of if you're a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of person, it's irrelevant. It, when it hits somebody you know, it's far more real oh, yes. than it ever was. At Michael jumped so in far, on I'm lucky enough to not have it hit anybody I know. Yeah. And so I use the celebrities that it hits to drive home points to the people that I love to say, this shit's real. Yes, 100%. I know this lady's name. And I know her son's name.
2: Yeah. Michael, know them. Michael said, I think people underestimate how bad this disease is because it doesn't affect them personally. But something like this definitely puts it into perspective. I've got friends that still call me regularly that think that this is a gigantic hoax. And they think it's a hoax. Uh, I know. It, now, this was what was given to me last Friday. Uh, I got a call Friday morning, kept me on the phone talking about all these conspiracy theories, da 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 da. And it was, man, you know, we live in Memphis, and, or we live around Memphis, and there's over 1,200 people in this county that have coronavirus. And you're telling me that we don't know any of them? And I said, there are 1.2 million people that live in the greater Memphis area, and 1,200 of them have tested positive. That does not mean that we don't know somebody that has it. That means we don't know somebody that has tested positive for it because not everybody's going to get tested because there's not enough tests. There's still not enough tests. Yeah. So it, the best thing to do is to stay inside. Just,
1: Do what you've been told to do. Follow the CDC
2: guidelines. Don't listen to the president. I put
1: down floors for a living, okay? I don't know what the hell I'm doing. We talk sports. We lose money every year, and and I put down hardwood floors for a living. This is what I do, okay? I, I listen to people like Dr. Fauci because I don't know anybody else to listen to. Yeah. Right? That's it. If I knew somebody else and you're politically against Dr. Fauci, then, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't have anybody else in my pocket that I can call. What's it, Dr. Okay? Fauci
2: isn't political. He's not political at all. He's, he's not. He's, just he's not guy now, that, that studies this you stuff.
1: Can, if you Google him, you will find <laughs> political people on the left attacking him and political people on the right attacking him, which tells me he's probably doing a pretty damn he's good job. Probably doing what everybody, he's supposed everybody, to do. everybody hates him. One guy <laughs> thinks he's defending Trump and the other guy thinks he's taking his kneecaps out. And I say, that's the guy I probably need to be listening to. Yeah, Because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And so I tell my mom, no, you can't give the girls anything for Easter. You sit your ass in that car, and you set it outside of my driveway, and when you drive off, I'll walk out there and get it.
2: It's, or or I'll walk out there, and I'll spray it with Lysol, and then I'll bring it in in 10 yeah, minutes. Like, but you don't come in we here. we do.
1: <laughs> you and don't you, see them.
2: Hey, you know what we did for uh, for Easter, like for Easter dinner? What's that? Ordered Hooters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we ordered
2: chicken wings last night. The wife,
1: throw, the wife throw a tank top on for old time's sake?
2: Hey, you know what? I wish she had. Good gracious. No, she didn't. But it, it, it kind of it brought back some nostalgia for her that. She told me exactly what to order. She was like, Lo- uh, uh, lots of tots, and we need hot uh, original style, and I need some Daytona wings. I need some, you know. Da-. So it, she told me exactly what to order. Uh, because, I, honestly, I hadn't been in years. But Welcome. for anybody that doesn't know, if you are new to the show... Uh, that's where I met my wife was the, the Hooters in downtown Memphis. She was uh, she was a waitress there, and I'd said on the first night that I ever saw her that I was going to marry her, and I'll be damned if I didn't.
1: So Now, know. what it does not tell you is <laughs> the last six times before that he went into Hooters, he said that about no, no, those no, I didn't, as well.
2: I, I didn't say the same thing about any of them other ones. He just I hey, I listen, you keep
1: putting it out there. It's like fishing. You keep throwing your worm out there. Hey, no, I, I, I wasn't. One of them's going to bite.
2: I'll tell you this. I wasn't going to get married to nobody. I Except know, for her, because she came up with I that know. little southern accent with that "Hey, darling, how you doing?" and, and I'm like, "All right." And I, it took me three years to get her to be attracted to me. But
1: no, you it know, happens. I,
2: Listen, I kept working Listen. on it.
1: Just whittle <laughs> her down,
2: whittle her down, break her spirit. I like that, My, Michael. Said, uh, Chris letting out secrets. Yeah, it's secret time. Secret time, Bert Kreischer style. That's right. There you go. Listen, it's all hey, right. Yeah, yeah. Hey. All right, so, so... If
1: you don't have a game plan, then I don't, I don't know what to
2: tell you. There you go. I, well, I, I didn't for a long time, and then I saw her, and I had to come up with one. So, uh, so uh Carl Anthony Towns' mom passed away from COVID-19. Obviously, we want to use that as an example of how serious this situation is. So, let's move into exactly what's going on with Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott, who is not social distancing in the slightest from anybody, and it's okay if you're... Like, it... I'm not going to say it's okay. Let me take that back. Um, If you're doing that, that's one thing. To publicize it is a whole other thing, right? Obviously, he's got Twitter posts and everything else where he's out. He's working out with all these different guys and whatnot, and he, he ain't exactly staying six feet apart from anybody. So, he's got all that stuff going on, but TMZ reported over the weekend that he held a catered birthday party for one of his friends, which was also attended by star running back Ezekiel Elliott, uh, the story includes purported photos and videos of Prescott's home including an intimate dining setup where the chairs are definitely not six feet apart um you know blah 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 the a source close to Prescott denies that he threw a crowded party though it is worth noting the person did not deny Prescott hosted a gathering of some sort uh Forbes has got a big article on it and it's just basically talking about how how selfish Prescott is being in these situations in in this current time in our country because the cops showed up and they obviously it's all voluntary compliance right now. They're not going to write them a citation, anything like that. And obviously if you're the cops in Dallas and you show up at the Cowboys starting quarterback's house, you're not exactly going to uh, voluntarily release information unless you're a Steelers fan or whatever, a Redskins or Eagles fan, you're not going to volunteer information uh, that could possibly hurt your quarterback. But, uh, so far as I understand, there's not a deal done with Dak, right? No. Like, he he's supposedly franchised, or, or he's... Well, I think he they gave him the franchise
1: tag. tag. I don't know that he signed it. He I, had,
2: don't, I don't think he signed it yet, but they were back at the uh, at the table discussing yeah. a long-term deal. But,
1: th- my well, question is... You can tear the franchise tag up if you make a real deal. That's yeah. fine.
2: Uh, but, it, here, here's the deal. Uh, my question with all of this is, do you want a guy like that, uh, to be the leader of your football team. It, it, if he's making these kind of decisions in a very serious situation, we, and I understand how talented and all that, like, I, I get the talent, I get all this kind of stuff, but it, it's the decision-making, right? That's what makes a quarterback. That's what makes Tom Brady as opposed to uh, name whoever Joe Schmo, right? Like, it, do you want that guy leading your your
1: franchise? Okay, I take almost every opportunity I'm afforded to make fun of the Cowboys and take shots at them. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. And And I'm also taking this COVID-19 very seriously. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you that I I don't know that one, I want him to take it more seriously than he is. I have a completely different opinion about that then I don't know that that has anything to do with his decision-making ability on a football field, okay? There have been lots of guys that were knuckleheads that could sling it and, and made plenty good decisions, okay, slinging it. Dak hasn't proven to be a problem person per se for the most part. He's just not taking this serious. And he happens to live in a state where it's probably not frowned upon, like Mississippi, where he's from actually. Yeah. Where nobody really takes it seriously either. So I, I get that his upbringing and his surroundings kind of perpetuate the fact that this is not that big of a deal. We've been all locked up for three weeks, going on four weeks or whatever it is now. So just do whatever you want. It's your birthday kind of thing. I don't know that, that has anything to do with him being a quarterback. Would I pay him $40 million a year? Hell no. But I wouldn't have done that before this. Uh,
2: Michael okay? jumped in on Twitch. He said, I don't think he's worth that money anyway, but it's his life. I get he's a celebrity, but it's his life. He's taking his own risk, so by judge. Uh, he's not
1: taking just his own risk. That's the problem. That, see, that's reason the reason we all got to stay in is because it's not just taking your own risk. You're taking everybody else's as well. I take it seriously because I don't know who else I'm affecting. You, you brought up the fact that you put on a mask today because – it protects other people. You wearing yeah. that mask doesn't really protect you, but it does protect everybody around you. That's right. courtesy from you to them. And, and I'm sure they all appreciate it. And I'm also sure that in Mississippi at the Lowe's, our home Depot in Mississippi, the people that are there right now, look at you half crazy because the only people who wear a mask in there are it, 70 year olds yeah, coming it, in to get mulch for the flower. There's not many like, people wearing them. That's, and and that's just that's just it is nobody else has really cared about the people around them. Um, a, Matt,
2: Matt, by the way, from or not from, but he's he's living in Texas. He said it hasn't been as bad uh, as bad here. Um, but that that's the thing, we don't know who has it and who doesn't. Like it, it, so it I, just, have, no, I have an opinion
1: have... about this. That's it's going to come across political but it's not a political thing. It's more of a generational thing. You, you and I, Huey, the same thing. We, we fall like we're the very, very back end of Gen Z's and the very beginning of millennials. We're probably more millennial than we are Gen Z, whether we like it or not. Yeah. I mean, we're,
2: we're older than millennials. I think what
1: we're not, we're really not. We're really not like 35, 36, 37, which is what we are is the back end of millennials cuz we're the same range difference from Gen Zs. We're we're 3 to 4 years away from kind of both of them. We're a man without an island. But what I'm trying to say is is it's the it's not millennials, it's the Gen Xers, it's Dax world. Yeah. That these are the people that are still going to spring break, they're still going like if you went to California right now, beaches are all closed, but it doesn't matter. You go out there on a beautiful day on a Saturday you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts are all based out of LA and these guys are like, we drive up and down the strip just to give us something to do. We're in our cars and the beaches are just packed with surfers. Oh, yeah. Some of them, now some of them, the police are guarding very heavily and running people off, but they just run like two miles down the road and then they get on that beach and you just got to keep chasing. Them. Like, these are the people that don't care. And they're also the ones that are continuing to spread this stuff. Right. Right. Because the old people who are getting sick and who are dying aren't, Aren't the ones going out? It's these people going out. Then they're going home. Okay. Here's here's my thing.
2: Hey, you're you're right hey, about millennials. By the way, in 2014, USPIRG yeah. described millennials as those born between 1983
1: and 2000. So yeah, that's we're, all right. So Michael, we were all 82ish.
2: Michael said, uh, "How old is everyone?" I'm 34. Uh, Matt, we're 37. Was, Matt was 82. Uh, who, who keeps jumping in the comments, I was born in January 83. I'm 82. Okay, there you go. So,
1: yeah. So we're all, so we're, but, I, but I'm the very back end of 82. Like I said, we're all the same. But here's my here's my argument. These people who are living life at a very risque way of living life. Right. Now, now I've, I've made it clear, if you listen to this show long enough, I'm pretty moderate, okay? There's a lot of things I'm very liberal on. There's a few things that I'm fiscally a little more conservative than but I don't I don't know that i'm I'm super conservative about a lot of things. I'm not offended by virtually anything that's a broad brush painting yeah okay yeah. you personally attack me it'll hurt my feelings I'd get offended yeah but but any any broad brush any joke that might offend my people or whatever as long as it's not a personal attack there's nothing that really offends me. These people that don't care, I'm doing a long, a bad job of getting, getting around this, these people that don't care are also the same people that were freaking out because right-wing people were going to their college campus and giving speeches, and they needed safe spaces. Yeah. And, and I think it's really ironic that seven months ago, a year ago, two years ago, these people all needed safe spaces in college because of ideas and words that were being brought there when the whole purpose of going to college is to challenge ideas. Now I'm a firm believer of challenging every idea. Oh yeah, and I hope people challenge my ideas. Well, it's partly why
2: do, it's why we do this show because it, you and I have different opinions on on a lot of a things. Lot of now things. we do agree yeah. on a lot as well, but we we do disagree on a lot of things. And and you and I both thought when we started this podcast that it would be good for yeah. us to get in here and hear different viewpoints, and and that's why we bring on different
1: guests. You know, I just to, find it weird yeah. that the mentality of the people that needed safe spaces from words and ideas, now when we need them to lock themselves in their safe space, refuse.
2: It is strange. Isn't is that trained. interesting? Uh, the Brown Yeti jumped in. We, we've got a 21-year-old that listens to us. Hey, so, there we go. This is the guy well, we're
1: talking about. 20, uh, Are you staying
2: inside? Twenty. <laughs> the Brown Yeti, if, uh, if you're staying inside, let us know. We would love to hear it. Uh, <laughs> because... Yeah, we that that's what we've been told to do. That's what we're doing. That's you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's that hard.
1: Like it. Let me rephrase that. You and I differ on that. You do much better at home than I do.
2: I I do, but not when I am forced to be here.
1: But I'm really. I would tell you, Gary, you're probably an easier person to live with tonight.
2: uh, He said he's working, um, but then otherwise going home. So there you go. There you go, and that makes sense. You have an
1: essential person. Yep. There you go. So I'm, I'm good us. with that.
2: Uh, we've got a lot of buddies that are essential workers and, and et cetera. And we we appreciate all of them. I've got buddies that are nurses and uh, that work in doctor's offices, et cetera. I've got a, an eye doctor friend that is not doing as much business right now, but he's, uh, he's still handling emergencies and whatnot. So that kind of stuff, very serious. But uh, yeah, let's see. He said, uh, I'm about to be off for a month, but I'll be in the woods. So there you, there go. you go. There you go. Let's, uh, let's close out the show. We, we've gone a long time today, but I, I think it's been good conversation. I, really, that's why we do this show. I, we like the good conversation. It's a nice distraction from all the other mess that's going on. Uh, Kyle Larson. Ooh, Kyle Larson. Good gracious, what have you gotten yourself into, buddy? Uh, he's a NASCAR driver suspended from his racing team for using a racial slur during a live video game event. Now, remember, NASCAR has started all of this iRacing whatever stuff and but this is, was not that it, it i could i thought that's what this was is it not what this was i don't know i just thought this was him and a buddy racing no this was this was a, a live iRacing, racing i i virtual nascar race event okay and he got caught and now it, i think i think maybe his mic was supposed to be off at this point or something like that he was trying to get in touch with somebody else he dropped a, a hey in word on one of his friends or something. It was caught on, on microphone, and they they knew it was him, even though the camera was not on him. Um, well, yeah, regardless. you know it's
1: him. It, you know yeah. which one of us is talking. Yeah. If, if the camera was turned off or you listen to the podcast, you know, you, know which know one who, is. you know who people are when there's only two or three voices to be heard.
2: <laughs> That's funny. Hey, Mike, Michael <laughs> jumped in. He said, my five-year-old just walked in and asked if the chubby guy <laughs> has WWE guys behind him. He said he's a huge WWE fan. Sorry, Chris.
1: So <laughs> this was the first hero I ever had in my life—the ultimate warrior. That is the ultimate warrior. Yeah, I found this. That is my guy. I figured I had to put it up. Couldn't put it up by myself. So there yes. you go.
2: I, I need to do that behind my like. I don't have a good spot to do it in the house right now. The holster uh, just fell. But yeah, that's I, I, I love on the ground for right now. I love your setup. I love your setup, man. It looks so.
1: I got books today. I have read. I have read three books in my entire life, in paper, turning pages, opening, reading. Okay, I've gone through a lot. Now that Audible is a thing, I've gone through many, many more. I'm far more educated and well-read than I have been in my life. But I have those three books. Three right behind me. Which three are they? One is Tuesdays with Maury, which I had to read in college. Okay, cried my ass off in my dorm room. <laughs> had roommates making fun of me forever. Um, the other one is Wooden, the John Wooden book. Yep, uh, yep. Un-bel- unbelievable. Yeah, fantastic. I've read that one. The only book I've ever read for pure pleasure, and. The funniest book I've ever gone through in my life. It's just a bunch of short stories. Even me, dumb, dumb, severe dyslexia, able to get through it. Easy, easy, easy to read. Shit my dad says. Holy cow. If you have any free moment in life and just want something to just big old belly laugh. Now, remember, this was written by a guy who grew up in the 90s. So you're gonna hear a little bit of rhetoric. That's not 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 Kyle Lawson rhetoric, but you're gonna hear a little bit of rhetoric that that wouldn't be gentle to the ears today.
2: I, I could believe that. Matt jumped in. He said, uh, uh, "He said that's a lot of coloring, Chris."
1: <laughs> 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 Didn't put the coloring books there up you there.
2: Go. Uh, not if,
1: very artistic or if, creative.
2: If you, if you wanna if you wanna read some really really good stuff, Rick Bragg. Uh, he's a southern author. He's got some fantastic books. Uh well, everything's on Audible.
1: Everything done. Now, they, and I'll tell you this, if you're an author and you don't put your books on Audible or something in an audiobook version, yeah, you're, missing you're an a asshole. Article. People with dyslexia think you're a dick.
2: If uh if if there are southern or not not even southern, if there are authors out there that that need an audiobook done, I will read it for you. Just hit me up. Gary at winningcureseverything.com. I okay. I I love doing that. So, uh voiceover work, I'm I'm all over that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Rick Bragg, fantastic stuff. He's, uh, I mean, he's got a ton of, ton of different stuff. He won a Pulitzer Prize in 1996, um, but he's, you know, he's, he's written just about everything you can think of. So
1: I have a copy of my favorite book, the best book I've ever read in my life, which is uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's David versus Goliath. But I went through that on audio tape, so I didn't feel like it was appropriate to put up here. I felt like it would be a lie.
2: I could understand that.
1: Although I do own it, it's the book I give out to everyone and anyone. If you graduate, if you are celebrating anything, if you're a younger person growing up, that's that's my go-to gift to everybody. I cut you a check, I hand you a book, and there. there Congratulations go. on life.
2: There you go. Uh, if if you ever feel like, especially in these times, if you haven't read All Over But the Shouting uh, by Rick Bragg, need to do it. And, and there is an audio version of that, so. Go and, uh, go and check it out. Uh, Matt said, "Larry Brown uh, writes grit lit." Uh, I could I could get down with that. I get I'm all over that. I need to I need to find something something new to read. We
1: Kind of brushed over the Kyle Lawson thing. Sorry, yeah yeah. yeah. We got, uh, we got so, derailed.
2: So Kyle Larson, uh, Larson. That's it. Hey buddy, <laughs> don't know this guy's <laughs> name.
1: Don't know how long anybody's gonna know his name.
2: Um, but no, so he was suspended for for using a racial slur during a live video game event. Um, and and this is. Let's see. I think Kyle Larson was on Twitch streaming a race. And maybe maybe that was it. Like, I I this story I, it's been reported so weirdly. Like I just I don't know exactly what in the world happened. Now, I've read a couple of different articles and it's just I listened to it.
1: I know that. I, know all that. I know is I YouTube it real quick.
2: Yeah. Um so the the story here uh let let's get off of the actual story and the idea of these guys doing the if you're a professional if you are a NASCAR racer or whatever, uh, one, video games bring out the worst in everybody. You, you start losing, you feel like there's a glitch in the game and it costs you a game or whatever. Like,
1: if you're insanely competitive... I've said some of the worst things I could ever say exactly. to people while playing video games. Oh, it's, it is... Now, it was a day and a time where you had to say it to their face because I didn't know how to play video games on the internet.
2: Well, for but, a long time, we couldn't, especially with, like, Super Nintendo, all that. You couldn't connect yeah, to the internet. Well,
1: in know? the dorm room with the PS3... Oh, that was it.
2: Oh, that see, that's the thing. Like regular PlayStation, uh, like the original PlayStation, and the um, and PlayStation Two, and the Super Nintendo. Xbox. And yeah. Man, at, my brother and I, when we were little, would get into actual fist fights over Super Nintendo games. Like we played, you know, RBI hmm. Baseball Three and whatnot. Like this world all started home. going downhill
1: when you had yes. to talk shit from a distance, and yeah. that guy was sitting on, next to you on the other couch or whatever. Yeah, you, you had you to really be careful. You want to say something? <laughs> Be careful. Be careful. He might get him knock your ass off.
2: Oh man, we I remember playing like some of the original NBA 2K games and the uh Tecmo Super Bowl for the whoever got to, to got to play with uh, uh Walter Payton or whoever got to play with yep. uh uh Bo
1: Jackson. Or whoever with the, with the Raiders with the Raiders oh. they had they had uh, they had Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson and it was a cheat code it you was just,
2: yeah you you couldn't stop you run the ball
1: run the ball run the ball run the ball run the ball and you couldn't stop it, it was the yeah. worst it was the worst
2: uh, Michael he said uh, he apologized but he said uh, he said that way too casually him saying it wasn't a mistake people hearing it was the mistake oh <laughs> he said uh, I do agree with you guys though I've broken my fair share of controllers. Uh, but I've never used the N-word in using it. No, uh, I don't think
1: – and we're not going to get into that today, no. but we we grew up in Mississippi. Yes. It's, you know, whatever. Uh, we lived uh, a different life. We were raised a different way long ago. We're educated, and we're mature, and we're adults now, and it's different. But, yeah, like I've I've broken things, and I've said things, but it, usually what name-calling, it was wanting to fight. Oh,
2: Lord, yes. Uh, so, so what Michael said, he said uh, uh, Larson apologized, but he said it way too casually him saying it was not a mistake people hearing it was the mistake basically is what larson oh yeah that's how he felt about it um yeah i mean i, I get it because it, it it's it, same thing with comedians you know there's there's certain words that when we were coming up and obviously the n word not one of them we'll leave yeah. that out uh but there were other words that are looked at now um that are you know Sexuality slurs, I guess you can say, That's, and whatnot, that we never thought in this, were in this
1: book. It, it uses the F word for gay dude a lot because yes. it's what him and his brother called one another when they were growing up in '93. Like
2: people used to say it on network television, like yeah, it was we nothing. all said it, and if
1: you say you didn't, you're lying. Yeah, just. Just period. don't
2: now we don't say it now because obviously we understand the uh you, the
1: context. You don't like, have understand. to make somebody do time for something they did 15 years ago. Right. That's insane. Right. But but at the same time, a bit different person? That's just the way we, we should all evolve. We should grow. And this dude is young. All right. Do I need do I think his life needs to end? No. But this is gonna affect him. It's oh, gonna yeah. cost him some dough. Oh, a big now, time. His, he probably his got caught suspended. in the best sport you could possibly get caught in. Because it's, like, the least woke and probably the least attended to. Like, nobody really pays attention or cares about NASCAR. It, especially not with this. I mean, because there's nothing happening right now, right? Like, when when you're not relevant, it's easy to get away with a lot of things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know that Larson, like, it, it's not like he was completely irrelevant. But
1: hmm.
2: it, he, ain't, he ain't Jeff he, Gordon, who I understand is he, not racing he, now. But, you know.
1: He was pretty irrelevant. He's pretty low on that totem, yeah. He's,
2: he's pretty low on it, yeah. I'm, I'm with I've you. got a
1: lot of family members that follow NASCAR pretty religiously, and you told me we were talking about this guy, and I was like, and, you, you who, had and no I idea. had to Google him, so <laughs> like, and I and sadly, I know way more NASCAR fans, NASCAR racers than I wish I did,
2: yeah. All right, that makes sense, that makes sense. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh god it okay. All right. We we're fifty two minutes in. Let's uh let's go on and wrap this thing up. Is watch how you are
1: talking these video games, boys?
2: Yeah. You need to be careful, especially when you're talking online or anything else, whether it's being broadcast or not. If you are if this you're streaming it somewhere, emerging,
1: don't be hurting folks. Yeah. I'm telling you, enough. I'm telling you, I think we could earmark where things started going down. We started playing video games online away from one another. And you're playing
2: against strangers.
1: Because you can say whatever you want with no consequences. Yeah. And now we've got the internet, and now people get on Twitter for you go on instant messenger. Yeah, you, you say whatever you want. That's when things started down that hill. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Say something Absolutely. to their face. Uh, is there anything else topic wise that we need to hit on today?
1: No I man, I think we covered it. I think Talked we about did. A bunch. This this was good. This some was good. funny stuff, some this, sad stuff.
2: This is therapeutic today. This yeah. is good. Michael said, "Thanks, fellas. It's always fun." Yeah, we we agree. Thank you guys for jumping in on the chat. Obviously, it's always a good time. We appreciate you guys for doing that. You uh, you help make this show what it is. We always appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the show, YouTube, Periscope, uh, Twitch whatever the podcast facebook etc make sure you subscribe share the show out leave some nice comments nice reviews those are always appreciated uh, com is the website uh, do our buddies a favor down at tunica they are not open yet but go visit tunicatravel.com get an idea of when they will be open again you will want to visit when they open back up we will guarantee that uh, it's always a good time down there you know hopefully hopefully we get football season and we can go down. We can put some some bets on some games. I can't wait. But uh, but yeah, go and check them out. Uh, if that is it, Chris, anything else? That is it, my friend. Good deal. Fantastic show today. We will be back again tomorrow, and who knows what the wind will bring? But we are looking forward to it. Until then, you guys have a good evening. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at winningcures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive.
0: That's why you need Viator.